morning, live spring. It's so exciting to see you all here this morning. Those of you in our cars, those of you in our lawn seating. So cool. And those of you streaming from home, we're so glad to have you with us. I um, just want to go over a few things this morning. We do have the um, upgraded lawn seating, as you see. Um, so if you are on the lawn or if you are outside your vehicle, you have to be wearing a cloth covering during that time. Um, and if you're on the lawn, you want to make sure you stay six feet apart. We have these super awesome pool noodles to kind of give you an idea of what's six feet apart. Um, I'm not saying yes or no to beating your neighbor with that. Probably in kindness, we shouldn't, right? In kindness, we shouldn't. But that gives you an idea of how far apart to be. Our bathrooms are open, but they're for emergencies only. We do have to sanitize them after every use. If you have an emergency, please use it, but just know that they're open for emergencies only. Um, and also for those of you that are in your cars, um, again, we're trying to be kind to our neighbors, so no honking. Um, and also, um, if you get too hot or probably today too cold, <laughs> feel free to turn on your engine. It's totally fine. It's not going to be disruptive. So feel free to turn on your car. And we also want to pray for you during our service this morning. So text 253-896-5433. And they're going to be prayed live during our service. So if there's something sensitive that you don't want said aloud, just maybe text um, and say no name at the top or something like that. Um, but we want to pray for you. So text in those prayers. You can do that anytime during the service um, at the beginning and, and text. That'd be great. Um, also... As all of you have seen on the news, we have a lot that's going on in our world right now. And we just want to take a moment and pray. In Micah, it calls us to walk humbly. And we just want to come before the Lord right now with humble hearts and just lift up our brothers and sisters all around. And Lord, we just come before you now. Holy Spirit, just come on this Pentecost Sunday. Holy Spirit, just fall upon this place. Fall upon our nation. We, as we are with our brothers and sisters, Lord, we just stand before you. Break our heart for what breaks yours, Lord. We come to you, Lord, and ask that you would fill us. Show us your glory today, Lord. Rain down upon this place. And just fill our hearts. Lord, we surrender to you. May our hearts bow towards you. And Lord, we just give you the glory. Let your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Laura. Well, we're going to worship the Lord this morning. I'm excited to sing to him. I don't know about you, but worship songs and the lyrics found in those songs have really carried me through this season. It's amazing how God gives this creativity to artists to be able to express uh, often those emotions and feelings that we have in such poetic ways uh, that are powerful, that speak to the depths of our heart. So we're going to sing this together. If you're in the lawn, you're more than welcome to stand uh, as we worship the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Sing like never before. sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the healing comes, come on sing it out. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. 
sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness, I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find and bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, will worship His soul. Sing like never before Oh my soul I'll worship your holy name And on that day When my strength is failing The end draws near And my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then forevermore Come on! Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul will worship His holy Sing like never before Oh my soul I'll worship your holy name Oh I'll worship your holy name I'll worship your holy name Spirit of the living God Good morning, Life Spring. Uh, what a beautiful day it is. It rained all weekend long, and then it stopped raining just in time for outdoor service. Amen. God is good. Got a couple of announcements before we keep uh, with worship here. Keep on worshiping. Our first announcement this morning is uh, Zoom. Um, who here, with a show of hands at your window, uh, knows anything about Zoom? Who's been on Zoom, right? Come on. A lot of people are on Zoom. It's been great. And you can sign up for any of these events, by the way, through our website at lifespringfs.com. But we've got Lifespring Zoom meetings all week long, okay? And so if you've got Zoom, if you want more information on how to use Zoom, uh, email us at info at lifespringfs.com. And myself or Jesse will reach out to you and teach you everything you need to know about Zoom, okay? Uh, we have a women's Zoom connections. We're offering women's Zoom connections Monday through Friday. That is five days that you could be connecting with women, um, and you can either do one or you can do all five. It's up to you. All right, you're welcome to join them all. We have online next level classes. We're going to be taking a break this week, but next week our online classes, our next level classes, will start next Sunday, and that'll also be on Zoom. 
Uh, this Thursday, we've got a virtual prayer meeting. Uh, we did this a couple of weeks ago. It was powerful. We would love for you guys to join us again this Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Pastor Dan, Jesse, and myself will be hosting it, and we'll be able to just pray with you guys. There's a lot to pray about, right? There's a lot right now going on today that we need to be praying about. So let's get together Thursday morning at 9 a.m., and we're going to pray. We will be taking communion today, so if you're at home watching this live, uh, get this is a good time for you to get your juice together, get your bread together. If you came in this morning, you probably got one of those little cool, awesome delicious by the way cups right and uh we're going to take communion together today in a little bit so just be ready for that uh there's always four ways to give that uh, you can give uh, this morning online at lifespringfs.com you can mail it in you can text uh the number 84321 and uh that'll that'll work and if you want to give in person this morning on your way out through, when you're leaving there through the gate there'll be uh, somebody out there with a basket and you give that way but we're going to keep on worshiping and so go ahead and uh, let's keep worshiping Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you guys for showing up today. This is powerful to see, again, so many faces here in the midst of some pretty tough situation. Uh, definitely, um, even with what's been going on in our country, uh, the hurt, the pain. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm running to Jesus in the midst of all of this. I think there's a lot of thoughts and opinions on, on everything, but... And I don't even necessarily think that's wrong or bad, but as a Christian, more than anything, I want the heart of God. And the only way I can get there is by walking and approaching him in humility. How often we approach the Lord in our pride and our boastfulness, and yet we need our hearts to be softened in this moment, that we would approach him in humility and in repentance, a spirit of repentance, a spirit that would not pretend that I am even close to knowing all the answers, and yet I know the one who does. And so I turn to him this morning, putting my trust and my faith once again in him. And so Jesus, again, as we worship you, we declare that you are King of kings, Lord of lords. You are the one that we call our living hope. You are the one who is faithful even when we are unfaithful. You are the one who keeps all your promises even as we break so many promises. But Lord, right now as we worship you, we, we want to just ask you, would you change our hearts? Would this mean more than just an exercise in song? But would it be a moment of transformation where your spirit would do a work in my heart that you would actually renew my mind not just reinforce the things I already think but actually renew my mind change my heart Lord teach me today Lord I, I'm open I'm open Lord I'm open Jesus teach us you're the best teacher this world has ever seen we want to learn from you today how great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. Thank you, Lord. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope.
Church, we're going to sing verse 2, and it says, All the weak find their strength. Hungry souls receive grace. The fatherless find rest. The sick are healed. The dead are raised. How? All by the mighty name of Jesus. And even before we sing, whether you're in your car or whether you're on Facebook, wherever you are, would you just begin to speak the name of Jesus? We need Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the baptizer with and in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the reconciler. Jesus, the one who brings people from the fringes and brings them in and says, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are a part of the kingdom of God. Jesus, the one who came and rescued me. Jesus, the one who delivered me. Jesus, the one who saved me. Jesus, the one who is still working on my heart. Jesus, the one who is still renewing my mind. Jesus, the one who is still giving strength to my weary bones. Jesus, the one who is still empowering us to not grow weak and doing good. Jesus, 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 Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They find their strength. Do you believe it? At the sound of your great name, the hungry souls receive grace. Thank you, Lord. At the sound of your great name, and the fatherless, they find their the sound of your great name. We believe this, Lord, that the sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of your great name.
Lord, just complete healing. Lord, I even pray for Kay that she would feel the joy of the Lord in this time. In a time where it doesn't seem like it's realistic, but Lord, she would feel the joy that she has in you. We thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, we pray for Tyler. Uh, she's getting her Botox shots for her headaches, uh, so there'll be no side effects. So Lord, we just pray on June 8th that, Lord, that those would be gone in the name of Jesus, that those headaches um, would be gone. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that. And Lord, we just pray right now that whatever anyone's walking through, we would speak Jesus into those situations. Amen. Someone's really excited over there, it sounds like. They're just like, amen, amen, in a rhythmic beat. <laughs> um, I also felt like uh, there was someone that just woke up with the heaviest depression. You woke up and it just felt very dark, very heavy. And uh, if that's you, I just want you to know the Lord sees you in this moment. Um, I believe he laid you on my heart. So I want to pray for you right now. Lord God, it, it just feels so heavy, even as I'm standing here in front of these amazing and beautiful people, that there's someone here that just, they woke up and they're wondering if it's even worth it. And Lord, would you just bring your identity and flood your identity back into them right now? Remind them that life is precious. Remind them that their life is precious. Remind them that in you, Jesus, they are clean, they are holy, they are righteous, all because of you, Jesus, and that your blood would just wash over them again. And in this moment, Lord, even with all the emotions, or maybe even the lack thereof, that your spirit would do a work. And, and if that's you, I just pray this over you. The Lord, it was so clear that this isn't a work that you have to do. This is a work that the Lord wants to do in you and through you. Just surrender and relax in his presence and let the sweetness of his spirit minister to you in this moment. Father God, would you sing a song over your child right now? A song of grace, a song of compassion, a song of mercy right now that they could rest in your presence. And may anything that's heavy on them that is not of you, Lord, may it just in this moment lift. Would it lift with the wind of your spirit that we know is here? Would your spirit just begin to lift that heaviness? Breathe the gentleness of your spirit. Breathe freedom. Breathe life. Breathe, Lord. Breathe. Breathe. Bring freedom, Lord. Freedom. May we be set free in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, I want to uh, introduce our speaker today, uh, my best friend, one of the best humans that I know. I'm privileged to call her my wife, but she's also just an amazing leader in the kingdom of God. Would you please welcome Mary Birch to the stage? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is not for me to stand on, <laughs> although it might help. I don't know do a little bit of adjusting. This is what happens when you're married to somebody that's a foot taller than you. It's like getting in the car after they've been driving. You have to readjust everything and foot pedals, all this stuff. But good morning. And I thought I would see more people out on the lawn this morning. We are Northwesterners, right? We should be out here in our thermals and North Face jackets and not umbrellas though. That's the very, that's how you can spot a tourist in the Northwest, right? You look for the umbrellas. But listen, I have a hot cup of water I'm holding on to because it's cold this morning. It is cold, but thank you, Jesus, for the sun that's coming out a little bit and um, warming up a little bit at a time here. So I'm going to get a couple of things out all right well i have kind of made it a thing that i like to tell a joke 
before um, I bring the word. Um, but since Brayden has been bringing it the last two weeks with his awesome material, um, it was a little bit more challenging, and I really had to work hard to find something good. And then when I couldn't find anything good, I decided I would just go with really bad. And so this is what I landed on. Uh, what happens when a frog, their car dies? When a frog's car dies, what happens? He, need, he needs a jump. And, and if that doesn't work, he has to get it towed. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. That was the sympathy honks, I think. So, okay. So quite obviously, I am not a comedian. I think we can all agree on that. I thankfully have found my calling in other areas and did not pursue a career in the comedic arts. But where I did find one of my callings and where I did pursue a career for many years, for those of you that might know, uh, was as an EMT and then as a paramedic for about 10 years over in the Spokane and North Idaho area. Um, and then when we moved over to this side of the state, I decided um, to shift gears a little bit and I now work um, in a local emergency room. And just as I imagine when you begin the journey to becoming a, a comedian with basic joke telling, you begin the journey to emergency health care by learning the most basic skill, and that is CPR. I, I'm sure most, if not all of you here today, have taken a CPR class, um, PSA. If you haven't, or if you're not currently certified in CPR, I would really encourage you to take a class and do that. It's very easy and you could very well potentially uh, end up using it to save someone's life. But even if you've never taken a class, I think I can assume that everyone knows the basic premise that you breathe in air and then you circulate it through chest compressions. And this is the most essential of all life-saving interventions because why? It helps sustain life. And how does it do that? By delivering oxygen to the most vital areas of the body. So really quick biology, and this is probably review, and I promise you there will not be a Scantron test at the end of the message. Maybe there will. But when we breathe in, we breathe oxygen into our lungs where it gets delivered all over the body. It's then pumped, or excuse me, it gets delivered to the blood. It's then pumped out of the heart and delivered all over the body to our vital organs and the most vital being the brain. Now, Dan asked two weeks ago how long you could go without oxygen before you started to have some brain damage occur. And it was just minutes, right? And, and that's because our body needs oxygen to live. And without it, we die. It's as simple as that. So CPR, in the event that the body cannot do it itself, sustains life until life either returns or ends. Okay. Does anyone know what this is? Anybody? Let me open it up. Maybe you can see what it is. For those of you at home watching. Can you see it now? Does anybody know what this is? Yeah. This is a pocket mask. So it goes like this. This is what every person that might come across someone needing CPR should use. Mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth has kind of become the last choice because, well, not to be too graphic, but when you blow air into someone's mouth, most of it goes into their lungs. But every breath you breathe, a little bit goes into the stomach. And eventually, it gets full and it comes out. Is, is that enough for you guys to get the idea? So this has a one-way valve for air to go in and prevents anything yucky from coming back out. So I encourage you, everybody should get one of these. You can find them online. I got mine for $7. This is a tool that we use to breathe life. 
So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about, this is the air I breathe. I want to spend a little time this morning going a little deeper into what we are breathing and why that matters. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much that your word is alive and that it speaks. Lord, I thank you for all of the ways that we can experience true life in you, Lord. Lord, speak to us this morning. Would your holy presence just be thick in this ground this morning, Lord? Would you permeate your words into our hearts? We give this time to you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So I just want to revisit quickly some things that we've already covered in the last two weeks. Uh, The first being that the breath of God and its equality with life. When we see it first in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. God breathed life into man, into humanity. And then we go to John chapter 2. And this is after the resurrection, and Jesus appears to the disciples as they're meeting. Verse 22 says, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. God's breath, his life, is in his Holy Spirit, and therefore in all of us who are believers. Now, hop over, we're going to go to 2 Timothy 3.16, and most of us know this verse. We've heard it many times, but I want to highlight it a little bit more this morning, and it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God-breathed out the scriptures his words to humanity and there is life in them the breath of god is full of life and therefore anything that he breathes on receives the same life so since we've established that we as humans must breathe in order to deliver life to our bodies i want to ask you church what are you breathing in Do you know that what you breathe in matters? When you're breathing in those things that are life-giving, it gets into every part of you. Just like physical breathing moves oxygen around to all of your organs and tissues and cells, spiritual breathing moves into life, into every area of your being. Your thoughts, your actions, your words, your prayers, When life goes in and circulates, it's very obvious to everybody around you that you're alive because life comes out. But what happens when we breathe in the wrong things? Things that are not life-giving or things that are even toxic, things that suffocate life. A large percentage of the time, our physical bodies can detect when something is being inhaled that's going to cause damage. It might be a terrible smell, or it it might be caustic. When you breathe it in, it burns your nose and your throat and your lungs. Those are very clear and stark warning signs to stop breathing it in. It's an immediate reaction. And if we continue, the oxygen we need gets replaced by the wrong chemical and death occurs. Sometimes as Christians, we find ourselves spiritually breathing in something that comes with an immediate, overwhelming response to stop. And we do stop, either because it's so painful or or it's just impossible to continue, either physically, spiritually, or emotionally. But other times we may find ourselves breathing in things that are just close enough to what we are used to that we don't notice them right away. They're tasteless, odorless, colorless, invisible. 
these are the ones that we won't notice until we start showing symptoms of life being choked out. Spiritually, these are the little seeds that have been planted that didn't seem like a big deal at first, but have grown into something big and there's no more room for the good air. It's the proverbial frog in the pot. You know, if you turn the temperature up slowly enough, the frog won't notice that it's getting boiled until it dies. What are some things that we breathe in that might do this to our spiritual life? How about anger? Bitterness? I was going to say, you can shout some out today. There's a couple of us out on the lawn where I can hear you. Or if you're watching online, you can also drop some ideas down in the comments. But some things that we breathe in that just kind of choke out life. What about apathy? Those things that we, we just let them fester and grow because we didn't really notice them much at first, but we keep on breathing them in over and over and over. Those things. The, the word says in Romans 8, 5, and 6, and I'm only going to read the first part of each of these verses. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. You begin to die when you breathe in the wrong things. Those breaths can no longer sustain life throughout. What are you breathing in that might be choking your spiritual life? And what are you listening to? What are you reading? And I'm not just talking about books. I'm talking about what are you reading on the news? What are you reading on social media? What are you watching? What are you thinking about? Maybe you've started to feel the pain of that dying area or, or all of a sudden your attention is drawn to a really alarming symptom that's trying to tell you that something is wrong. In those situations, often what do we do? Our gut reaction can sure be to grab our pocket mask and desperately try to breathe life back into the situation, into those dying places. And maybe sometimes... We can bring back some life there, but it isn't sustainable. Eventually, we fail, and death will occur. Unfortunately, I've seen this happen in physical bodies many times. We can do our very best. We can use every tool, every medicine, every procedure. We can use every single ounce of our physical strength to bring life back into someone. But if the damage is too great, it's all in vain. I've tried to resuscitate many people in my career in EMS, and honestly, I've only been successful one time to where the person fully recovered. And that was because there was still a lot of oxygen left in her body. She had immediate CPR, and we could help her because there was still a lot of life in her. But I've never been able to put life into someone that was dead. And as far as I know, no other human being has either. Ever. We cannot put life into something that is dead. So what do we do when we have places in our life that are dead? Places where we've tried our very best to bring life back into them to no avail. Or places that we've just allowed to die either because they were too painful it was too hard or we just gave up that life would ever return when we've grown tired and weary and hopeless what do we do i want to read a passage to you from the book of ezekiel that talks about dead places and it's ezekiel chapter 37 it says, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around, uh, around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely 
dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Now, Ezekiel's a pretty smart guy. I'm sure if God had asked any of us that question, our first response would be, well, I want to say no, but I'm sure he's like, but you're God. And he literally says that. He says, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. And then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. And then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Church, only God can put life into something that is dead. I read a commentary on this passage, and it had a quote by Charles Spurgeon, and it said, First, the prophet Ezekiel prophesies to the bones, and he says, Here is preaching. And next, he prophesies to the four winds, and he says, Here is praying. Ezekiel activated life by the words, speaking the word over the Lord, speaking the word of the Lord over the bones, and then by the Spirit, referring to the winds as the Holy Spirit. So here we have reference to both the word and the Holy Spirit. So what do we breathe in that brings life? Number one, Breathe in the word. Do you know that when you read the words of God, they bring life to your spiritual body? We read above from 2 Timothy about how the word of God teaches, corrects, trains. It also brings life into areas where maybe there's been some damage. When a physical body part is damaged, oftentimes we have surgery to help repair and restore we read in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God can get in there, into those places that we need repair, even those places that maybe we hold the tightest, because with them comes a lot of pain, but pain is a symptom that something is wrong. It says the word is alive. It is life-giving. It brings restoration. And number two, breathe in the Holy Spirit. There are so many verses in the Bible that speak to the fact that the Holy Spirit brings life. Here are just a few. Basically, you can read the entire eighth chapter of Romans and it speaks to the power and life that the Holy Spirit brings. But I'll read just a couple. One and two say, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power that leads to death. And in verse 10 it says, And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life. 
11 says, And the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Church, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. Now, I really want to go back quickly to verse 8 in Ezekiel. I want to read that. It says, Then I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones, and then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. I think oftentimes in the restoration process, we want to stop right there, right? What we see looks on the outside, right? These start, these looked like bodies. They had flesh and they had bone and they had blood and they had skin. It looks healthy and whole, but what we really see is it is still lacking full life. We want to stop before God has done his complete work in us. We want to stop before we come into the fullness that he has for our lives. Vitality in the spirit. Church, don't stop short. Quit trying to take out your spiritual pocket mask and do it by your own might. Breathe in every single breath that he has for you and make every single one life-giving. Breathe in the word. Get in your Bible. Open your Bible. Allow it to repair what needs to be repaired. To get in those places that need life. To sustain what is alive and vibrant. Make it as automatic and important to you as mechanical, physical breathing. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Daily. Be filled. Sometimes multiple times a day. Anyone else feel like they've just needed a constant, non-stop filling of the spirit the last couple of months? I was getting emptied faster than I felt like I could be filled back up. And man, was I noticing. And I'm pretty sure that everybody else around me noticed too. What are those places of dry, dead bones that you need the Lord to breathe life into this morning? To breathe his word and his spirit over. To revive them and you to all that he wants you to be. Do you think that they are too far gone? Are they too dead those bones Ezekiel saw were dry. There was no life left in them. Is there something that you've long ago given up on ever seeing life in again? I love the lyrics to the song, Rattle. Just listen to this. It says, My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha if there is anything that he cannot do. Just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden what happens when God says, move. John six sixty three says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing the words I have spoken to you they are full of the spirit and life Jesus said those words to the disciples after a rather difficult discussion about the bread and life his flesh and blood we're going to partake in communion this morning as we've been talking about what brings life today and how it relates to how we live, we have to stop and remember that life in Christ and our subsequent freedom and access to the Father came as a direct result of his sacrificial death on the cross. That eternal life 
was bought with a very heavy price. So go ahead and get your elements ready. If you haven't seen these before, just remember that the top has a little peel-off film and underneath that is your wafer. I want to read to you this morning from Matthew 26, verses 26 through 28. But first I wanted to read you a couple other verses that talk about the bread. And John 6.33 says, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And then just a few verses down in 35, it says, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And in 1 Peter 3.18, he says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So as we read about communion, he says in Matthew six twenty six, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. And then he broke it into pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, this, take this and eat it for this is my body. And then it says, and he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and he said, each of you drink from it. For this is my body, excuse me, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom let's take the cup when you come across dry bones in your life those places that no life remains church open your mouth Prophesy, speak the life-giving words of God over them. Quote scripture, proclaim the promises of God, speak praises, sing, thank him for his overwhelming love for you. Pray for the release of the power of the Holy Spirit over your life to move and work and bring restoration, full, complete, and total restoration into a Zoe life. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Lord, as we were able to come together and celebrate communion and um, focus our minds on you and the covenant that you've made with us, Lord, that there is a life in the blood of Christ. There's life in the bread. Lord, would you breathe over us this morning? Lord, breathe life back into those places that maybe it's just something that needs another little puff of air, but God, maybe there's some places that are almost dead, and God, maybe there are places that are just dry, it's been a long time since there was any sign of life. But Lord, you can restore. Lord, you are the only one that can breathe life into something that's dead. 
And so, God, we just pray this morning, come, Father, breathe life, breathe your spirit over all of us, Lord. Breathe your breath of life into our lives, Lord. Revive us this morning. Revive us, Lord. Revive our spirits. Even if we're only living at half capacity, Lord, would you just breathe the fullness of your life into us this morning? God, we love you. We want to live everything that you have for us this morning, full and complete life. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys all for coming. Uh, if you have any prayer requests uh, for this week, I would, we would like to just email us at lifespringfs.com. We would like to reach out to you. We know this is a difficult time. There's a lot going on around us. And so we'd love to pray for you. So send those prayers to us throughout this week and we have people uh, checking and praying for you. Um, also on the way out, if you want to give offering in person, uh, on the way out, you can go and drop it in a bin. We have a bin you can drop it in. Uh, we're also handing out bookmarks. We're doing a month of hope. So there'll be hope. Uh, it'll be for walking through hope together for this month. So there's a bookmark for you. So if you're going to read uh, Ephesians uh, 3, 20 through 21 together, our benediction like we do every week. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we could ask or imagine, according to his power, does that work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen. Have a great week, guys.